Hey guys, on this episode of EdTech, I'm going to be talking with Tim Seeley, an adjunct professor over at Columbia College in Chicago. We're going to be talking about pre-COVID teaching styles, during the pandemic teaching styles, and where we go from here. All this and more on EdTech. The network for the AV industry. What are you listening to? This. This is AV. This. This. This is AV Nation. This is AV Nation. This is EdTech. Ask a faculty member. Support for AV Nation is brought to you by Atlas IED. Innovative audio solutions for every business environment. This is EdTech, the monthly higher ed tech podcast. As always, I'm your host, Bill O'Donnell, and for this month, we're actually joined by a friend and associate of mine, uh, Mr. Tim Seeley. How are you, Tim? I'm happy to be here. Good to talk to you, Bill. All right. Um, for those of you who don't know, Tim is a rather, uh, he has multiple irons in the fire. He uh, He's a writer. He is a teacher. He is an artist. Uh, and, you know, from time to time, I tend to see him at uh, various shows and everything. But for this one, uh, this is, you know, Tim is a adjunct faculty member over at uh, Columbia College over in uh, Chicago. And for this one, uh, the point of the podcast for this one is that we're talking about how <clears throat> how faculty have actually been affected by COVID and everything. Now, you know, primarily this is for higher this is for higher ed tech managers. But as always, as I've said on the podcast, um, folks aren't coming to you know, XYZ uh, college or university for the technology, unless it happens to be like MIT or it's a medical school, which in that case, you know, shades of gray are literally life or death. But, you know, the whole point of it is that our job is to help facilitate, uh, help facilitate things with faculty, help them get their, get their content across and everything. So, you know, I figured I'd ask a chat with Tim about, you know, how things have been pre-COVID, post, you know, during the pandemic and, you know, as we're hopefully uh, seeing the light at the end of the tunnel, if that's not the oncoming train. So anyways, uh, <laughs> first and foremost, uh, Tim, I, you know, if you want to just introduce yourself to the folks, uh, how long you've been uh, teaching so far and everything, and we'll just kind of go, we'll just kind of scat from there. Yeah, my name is Tim Seeley. Like you said, I'm primarily a freelance uh, writer and artist in the comic book industry. But um, for about a year and a half, I've been teaching at Columbia as an adjunct professor. I teach in the animation department, essentially the interactive media department there, uh, which is the sort of video game students, the animation students. Um, and I do a cartooning class. I do, well, several of those. And then I also teach uh, storyboarding and, um, and drawing for animation. Oh, fair enough. So, um, <clears throat> so for like, uh, just a quick, just a quick backup, were you teaching these classes in person or was this already online? It was in person for three months. Oh. Uh, and I had originally taken the job, um, because I, I work at home and I was starting to get kind of, I'd done it for a year and I was starting to get kind of loopy, uh, working at home. And I just, you know, it's not my thing to be, um, by myself, like all day. It's just, I'm just not that person. I'm a pretty social person. So and I had been working in a studio before this, but I moved back home to, um, to, you know, we bought a house and I have a kid. So I was working at home and then this potential to teach came up and I was like, it'll get me out of the house. That'll be amazing. And then I go, <laughs> I go out and I was out in the world for three months and then I came back and now I've been here for another year. Uh, so, uh, you know, it didn't work out the best laid plans and all that sort of thing. Um, you know, and, <laughs> 
so now I have been teaching on Zoom longer than I was teaching in person by by a good shot by about three times. <laughs> well, yeah. So and that's see, that's one of those interesting dynamics, um, because a lot of schools have always said, oh, yes, we have a great online program and we have this and COVID hit. And that was a real put up or shut up moment for a lot of schools. Um, just to give you an example, in my case, um, we had been kind of swapping out our, our like little in-room document cameras to make them amazingly enough, like these like 4K webcams with a mic built in. And the pandemic hit and our, our IT department suddenly came to me and was like, okay, how do we, the, the president has said, we have to make all these rooms Zoom capable. And I'm like, well, okay, that's that's fun interpretation. And they're like, well, okay, how do we do it in the most cost-effective way? And I showed them these things, and we ordered about 250 of them or so. And, you know, did it work? Yeah, it was good enough, um, but these things are really meant for, like, a room probably about the size of your, about the size of your office or anything. And yeah. in certain cases, we ended up putting them in, like, the animation labs. We ended up putting them in auditoriums, which... Yeah, that kind of worked, but, um, you know, it was one of these, like, just here, guys, you're going to have to jump and do this all on Zoom. And wow. I, it, it, it really turned into a, uh, you know, you watched, like, newer faculty who were very used to doing, like, hybrid or online learning already because, you know, for them, they're like, yeah, we've, we've you know, we've built, we've built course shells and I learned on course shells, uh, you know, present company included. Um, so they're like, yeah, we already get this. And then you ended up watching like the really, well, as I would put it very well seasoned, you can use whatever other adjectives you want to use there. Uh, faculty. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You, you had the, you had the faculty who are very much like who moved my cheese and yeah. they're suddenly getting told, yeah, you have to do everything online. And they're like, but, but, but I, I live off of like transparencies and things like this. And I'm kind of going, Yeah. And so we offered, we offered a mix to them. We said, listen, you can come in, um, you can come in in person on campus and the classroom will be empty. Basically it's like your own like little production studio. Right. Uh, but you know, if anything goes kaboom, we can only do so much remotely. So it, it was definitely a, you know, holy cow. Uh, <laughs> you know, this yeah. was, this was baptism by fire. So, yeah, I, yeah. I, I definitely think about that. I mean, because for me, transferring, do, doing what I do, you know, I had all my stuff digitally, right? I had, you know, I had PDFs of all my presentations and I had all that stuff saved online. And, and I, I would have to assume that, that, you know, it took about three weeks for us to transition from when the shutdown occurred, uh, you know, March, mid-March to when we came back, which was like the end of March, so about three weeks that they basically said like, okay, transfer everything you have to, you know, online appropriate materials. So if I didn't have anything that I had to turn into, you know, from a transparency to a digital version, I, I did, all my stuff was digital and, you know, I'm, I'm not like a complete Luddite, but, sometimes. <laughs> and, but, but I mean, the transition for me wasn't that difficult. Um, I, I really do sort of think of the people who, who were so much more sort of set to do something per, in person that had to transition that, you know, because I just, I didn't have to, I had so, so much of my stuff was digital anyway, but it had to be really difficult for other people. So, I mean, this was my classroom, right? This mm -hmm. 
all I had to do was change my background so that it was like interesting to look at, you know? um, and and that was it. Like it didn't take me a lot of work to to do this. Mm -hmm. um, the other thing that, uh, and this is one of the big debates that we've that we've had with faculty and everything, because periodically we have like uh, certain committees where they do like teaching across the curriculum, or one of the ones I get dragged into is one called uh, learning spaces committees. And it suddenly turned into, okay, how do we invoke uh, hybrid learning with these things? And the number one complaint I got from the faculty really didn't have a whole lot. Well, it had things to do with the technology, but it was more of the online based. And I'm going, well, well this is more of a policy thing. So where I'm going to put this to you is uh, the number one complaint we had from faculty is uh, that a lot of the students would just show up and you'd just see like their like just their initials in the Zoom meeting. Yeah. And that and that was it. And they were like, okay, are they actually there? Um yeah. you know, this is something that, you know, ranges from the K through twelve realm, but in in higher ed, it's really a lot more difficult because depending on the college and things of that nature, like my school, my school uh primarily it's a lot of uh students who they're the first in their class to, they're the first in their family to attend college. So they're working students and things like that. So they are not always the most uh, forward about, you know, here, I'm going to show you where I am and this kind of thing. But yeah. on, on the faculty side, they're like, no, I need to see you. Like our language folks were, were vehement about this to the point where mm -hmm. they actually went and got specialty, um, they, as I say, and they have them now. They actually have a specialty. Uh, uh, they look like they, they almost look like a, a half a Jason Voorhees mask, but it's clear plastic because they want everyone to see the enunciations and everything in the classroom. That's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, go ahead. Well, I just you know, I we anticipated that this would be difficult because you know Zoom is just a wall of of boxes, and then if it doesn't contain a face in it, it's just initials. Um, so you know, the anticipation of the school was, you know, it may be difficult to tell if your students are even here. Like hypothetically, someone could come in, turn their camera on and jet, right? And just leave the camera on and then you wouldn't know, uh -huh. um, right? But on the other hand, you can't really say like, hey, you need to turn your camera on because, you know, some, some people got sent home to situations where, you know, they're in places that they don't want to share what the location looks like. Maybe they're uncomfortable with that. And so you can't enforce that either. And so I didn't want, you know, for my classes, I basically said, I will be on camera all the time mm -hmm. uh, because I feel like we have to have some kind of, you know, face. <laughs> so, but you don't have to be. Um, but if, if when the students do, you know, the other thing I kind of said, like, is if we do something where we have a discussion and if, if you, you know, if you, if you want to be able to like discuss it, it would be easier for us to understand what you're saying if we can see your face, but I don't require, it. you know, like, so we're sort of cheating like a, a presentation, but you know, on the other hand, it's just too hard to, you know, sort of, if you're in class, you have the expectation that you are in a physical space and you prepare for that. And, you know, you, you put on the clothes that you want people to see and et cetera, et cetera. But in, in the situation that COVID put us in, like, it's just unfair, I think, to, to force anyone to be on camera, right? Like, that's not nothing any of us signed up for. Oh, yeah. You know? no, none of, a lot of us, it's funny when all of a sudden, and that's the thing, too. Uh, keep in mind, and this is something, once again, I'm just kind of, this is like something for a lot of the tech managers and everything, is that they, these are students who are coming right out of class, like they're coming right out of high school. 
Uh, some of them, you know, might be super seniors or what have you, but for them, it's still a little bit of a transition period in which they're suddenly like, they're suddenly aware of, of, you know, all of a sudden they see themselves on camera and in certain cases, you know, they can actually hear themselves going through their own headphones and everything. And there's a lot of self-confidence stuff that's still going on. And yeah, I'm not knocking anyone, believe me, like, you know, if, if you were asking me how I was like during my high school and certain years of college, I would have told you, you could, you know, you could uh, flash freeze me or put me in suspended animation. And I think I would have t- still turned out the same, but yeah. you know, it's, it's one of those things I get it. And especially because, uh, you know, cause kind of going back to what you said is the fact that uh, for a lot of us, we were all like isolated in our house, in our homes for months upon months and you know i'll admit up front i went to go visit uh uh, my partner down in brazil uh back in december and everything and you know i had you know i had multiple negative covid tests and everything and my work was still like yeah you have to self-isolate for you know at least two weeks and i'm like okay and i won't lie like even though you know i'm like i'm clean guys i'm cool it's this they're like yeah you still have to isolate and self-isolating and just, you know, doing complete remote work and not being able to see it, see folks, it, it can, it can definitely do some damage. And I think that's one of those big concerns I have with our, with, at least with the students that are going to be coming through within the next, you know, couple of years and everything is, uh, at least from a, at least from a, an online learning and a classroom experience level, we're going to have like, Tim, it wouldn't surprise me if like your college said, Hey Tim, for like the next, like four, like three to four years or so, you are going to have to make your stuff all hybrid. And if students don't feel comfortable, they, you know, they'll be able to remotely come in and everything. I think that's true. I mean, uh, the thing I think has been interesting to watch about this is that the online part of this is not as good as the in-person. It just mm-hmm. is. Not. It's not. So oh, yeah. the, this technology is good, right? The zoom, He's good technology. We going back, let's say five years, if COVID had hit, we wouldn't have been able to do this. We wouldn't have had this like consumer, easy consumer access meeting software. Oh, but yeah. it, but we had it, which is great. But it's very clear to me it's not nearly as good. And also, I for me, I think the most interesting thing of this is is how this affects sort of the mental health of of the students because you know the stress I see on them is so much different these past two semesters than it was the first semester when I saw them in person. And it's just like trying to focus, get all these things done. Part of the problem is that, you know, we have less studio time because we like in class studio time to work on things. So the stress on them is so much higher, you know, like one of the things I I implemented this semester was just one of our classes was we just had one-on-one mental health checks. Like, let's just talk, let's see how you're doing. Mm -hmm. Uh, because if I was in person, I would be able to say, hey, it looks like, you know, hey, you're having some tough times. You want you want to meet up later and just tell me what's going on and what you need help with. And because I can't do that because I can't see anyone. So just implementing it across the board, like, and look, it's still on Zoom, but it's still like a chance to be like, hey, this is not quite like uh, office hours, but this is just me saying, what can I help you with specifically? And I did find like some of the kids were so stressed out, like they would have tears in their eyes, right? Like, yeah. That they were just it was so hard to do this and you know that's the interesting thing this is good technology it is not how we should do education <laughs> no the the biggest thing that i've always been an advocate for and uh just to give you some background on this one 
Um, I have been at, at William Patterson University for, oh gosh, I have to think about this now, seven years? Wow. Um, but one of the biggest things I learned from being in the higher ed realm is that you have formal learning spaces, your classrooms, your laboratories, your lecture halls, all that kind of stuff. I tend to view that as like, here, you're having a proper meal. Okay. Uh, and folks can indulge themselves and eat up on that and everything. But usually after you have like a good meal and everything, you normally tend to have like, you know, an espresso or dessert or something to kind of let it all digest down. And for that, we, you know, a lot of the students tend to go to like, you know, study rooms or group spaces yeah. and what we call like informal learning spaces. Yeah. And the biggest thing during the pandemic is guess what? You ain't got none of that. Right. And that's the thing I've like, it just kind of comes back to like, you know, and you and I have chatted a little bit about this, but, but by and far, uh, our students are social creatures. And one of the biggest things that we had actually noticed, uh, at least at our school, is that we had been doing what were called uh, active learning classrooms, which was basically like they were tables of like six or eight students, and it was more group-based uh, work and everything. So the students could actually like all talk with each other and kind of like, you know, the instructor would come by and say, you know, this is the problem, this, this, and this. And then it kind of float around the room and the other students would all kind of do group work and talk with each other. And it made a little bit more sense for everything because it was, you know, it was no longer like, well, Tim said it was this. Well, yeah, but when Tim said this, I interpreted it as that. So therefore you should go it from this, this, and this degree. And, and honestly, it actually showed an improvement in grades because the students yeah. were actually able to, able to kind of, once again, it's, it's a social group thing. And once again, with the pandemic, it's like the, the closest that came to it was the fact that Zoom went, oh, here, guys, we have breakout rooms. And I'm like, cool. I, I mean, I, underst I understand the point of that, but. <laughs> well, the, the thing that the kids did sort of as a just adaptation of this situation was that um, that they would run a Discord chat along with the class, which I was not part of, which I was grateful not to be part of. And it was like, <laughs> like you should have that for yourselves, right? Like they, they would have, you know, they would start a Discord. Um, you know, I don't, even, I don't even know enough about Discord to tell you how it works. But I don't want to. It's <laughs> that be for the students. So like the things that they should have, they should be able to talk amongst, it's exactly what you said, that they can reinterpret that what I told them, that they can reinterpret it and translate it among themselves uh, and or discuss it or say it's wrong or whatever, or complain about me. I want them to have that, that place that they can do that, that I shouldn't know about. Right, because they would have that uh, in the real world. They would be able to walk out of class and go to the next building, and they would have that transition room to bullshit, or they would have the cafe, or they would have some other space, which they don't have. Yeah. Uh, so I thought that that Discord thing, you know, and obviously it's like a, it comes from video game culture and stuff. So my school in particular would have that, but that seems to me to be like, you know, if we're going to continue to not have on campus stuff, is that we need to have the kids. You know, because the, the other thing with like a Zoom chat, for instance, if you have the chat on the side, that's recorded, right? It's recorded like yeah. the Zoom chat and uploaded yep. to the cloud. Yep. So especially in a, in a world like now where you say something and perhaps it, it works against you, all that recorded Zoom chat, you know, you don't want, it's not fair that you have everything that you said recorded. So I always tell the students, like, just so you know, that is recorded. So definitely use it for class discussion, but, you know, it's don't use it for personal stuff because it's going to get uploaded to the cloud next to the zoom recording in the class. But like their, their discord thing, they can do whatever they want there. 
And that's what I just feel like they need that space. Like that's a very important part of this to me. And if we have to do this again next semester, God help we don't, I will definitely be like, hey, beginning of the semester, everyone, you guys get a Discord server set up for yourselves, and I will not have anything to do with it. Yeah. It's it's giving them their own like little sense of privacy. Um yeah. the other thing, and this is something that once again we're doing it at my school, and I'm kind of looking going kind of like a Barry Bonds moment is that we are now having like, uh, um, you know, we have uh, Qualtrics surveys that go out and they're like, yeah, here, this is how you're going to rate the, rate the professor and everything. And I'm going, guys, like we really shouldn't like this, this year and part of last year, uh, I'm like, you take it with a grain of salt because I'm like, you're, you're going to be dealing with faculty who got thrown in online. Yeah. It's a baptism by fire bit for some of them. Um, you know, I'm like, listen, I'm not saying that, you know, professor evaluations aren't important. I'm simply saying this was uncharted territory. And I can say, you know, from my own perspective, like my school, my school's already said, oh yeah, come the fall, everybody's back in class. Everybody's back on campus. And they're like, they also went, oh yeah. And we're, we're going to be ending remote work from home. And I'm just looking going, <laughs> yeah, officially yeah. they say that. We'll, yeah, we'll see how that goes. You know, and so the case counts hopefully will be down by September. Uh, yeah. Here, the the policy for my school is that all the kids would be vaccinated. That to, to return to campus, they have to be vaccinated. So, I would feel like that would be the safest place in America to be. Right? If if I'm at working at a place where all the people I deal with are vac are are required to be vaccinated, I'm better off than the person working at Starbucks, right? Yeah. As far as my exposure goes, and I'm I'd be vaccinated as well. So I feel safe, um, but I mean, who knows what the situation will be? Like, so, you know, it, it may have to be a thing like you, like you mentioned that we may have to have some kind of partial hybrid thing where we have to have the ability to like go home in case there's like an outbreak or something. I mean, yeah, you know, it wouldn't be possible with uh, a certain amount of vaccinations, but who knows, right? Like, it's just such a, it's such a shit shoot. <laughs> The the biggest thing I think that's going to come out of this is uh, a lot of schools who didn't have an online program, they are going through like it, it, they're looking and going saying, oh, holy crap, we, we've actually needed to we, we, we need to actually invest in folks who understand like, you know, in, in my case, my school is forever chained to Blackboard. The moment they the, the moment they, they unload that, I will I will be dumbfounded and amazed. But. There's other schools that have like Canvas or Kalutra yeah, or Moodle. Yeah. yeah. You guys use yeah. what? Canvas? Canvas, yeah. 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 And, and that was not a thing I was familiar with before I started. And now, you know, not only did I, when I was using it in person, it was one thing, but now mm -hmm. I have Canvas to a degree of which 10 times what I was when I was using it in person. Uh, but speaking of baptism by fire, but now I know that program inside, upside down, right? Like, unfortunately. <laughs> oh, so this is the thing that I, I always, if we, for us, we always try to do about this. We try to be proactive with the faculty because case in point, in my case, one time uh, before I got sent out into the desert, uh, I had to go down to South Carolina, uh, Columbia, South Carolina. And the car rental folks said, hey, um, yeah, we only have this one car. It's a white Chevy Aveo. I'm like, oh, okay, cool. And I get in it and I look down for a second and I go, oh, it's stick. And I didn't know how to drive stick. And you notice why, like that was back in 2012. Notice how well I remember that car because yeah. 
Yeah, you remember it, but for all the wrong reasons. And it's, you yeah. know, I'm not, I'm not knocking Canvas. I'm not knocking Blackboard. There are folks who take to it like fish to water. And then there's some of us who, you know, practically drown and then go, oh, right. Okay. Yeah. I know how to do this, this, and this, but don't make me learn any more than this. And, <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, you know, we're just lucky we had those things to some degree because, you know, if we had had a mass pandemic like this in 1987, I mean, yeah. right? We would have had no way. There would have been no school. Oh, <laughs> no. Would have, you know, it just would have been impossible. And, and so, you, would, you would have been buried with correspondence letters. Yeah. Not even. Exactly. <laughs> it would have been so hard to do. Um, and, and so we're so lucky to have the technology. But also, I think the technology then comes with, you know, we like we have to ask this question. It's like, could we just go all in on this? And I think the question, the answer is no, right? Yeah. It just oh, yeah. You know, we, we can't, it, it's, it's really good for the situation that we found ourselves in and we're lucky, but really bad for the, the, the product of education itself. It's just not that good, you know? Yeah. The, the thing that the biggest thing I've, I've noticed throughout all of this is it's good for students who are a little bit more, I'm not going to say timid, but they're not, they're not the most, uh, you know, they, they're a little more, more self-conscious than the other students and everything. But as far as faculty, it, it's been a real learning curve for the faculty because, you know, all of a sudden it went, oh, well, how do I get this stuff onto here? But I teach primarily over the whiteboard and this and that. And we go, well, you can do it this way and this way and this way. And it, it was just like watching a learning curve. But the biggest thing that I, I got out of Zoom was they're like, yeah, it turns out, yeah, Zoom is the entire crux of everything. And there are some things that Zoom does very well. There are some things that folks looked and went and said, oh, oh yeah, we have to work on this. Now, I will say this, on the animation side, uh, I've actually had to you know, deal with, uh, we've had folks who are like, no, I'm gonna do my thing via WebEx, or I'm gonna do my thing via Blackboard Collaborate Ultra. And uh, we, we tried to tell our, our art department, they're like, just go Zoom. Please, please, please yeah. just do Zoom. Reason being was um, Blackboard Collaborate Ultra for the longest time was still doing four by three aspect ratio. And from, yeah, I know you're, you're looking going like, who does that Blackboard? Um, yeah. But that it wasn't intended for. This. Yeah. Yeah. Now this whole, this whole year has been, well, it could hypothetically, it could do all this. And this past year has been, you, you know, I like, it's weird for me to suddenly put it, but I'm like, yeah, this has been like certain things have been a major lessons learned uh, event. Uh, the yeah. lessons being, you know, oh, yeah, no, we can totally do an online school. You can. There's a different type of student that's going to do all online versus who's going to want to sit their butts down in the class and actually use, you know, like in your case, use the Cintiq or a Surface or, you know, yeah. a, a Bamboo or something like that. Um you know, the the biggest one that I've noticed is um, like some of our sciences have done really well with it. Um, our math department, English, they're all like, oh, yeah, this is great. And in fact, there's even been, you know, some advancements in which um, they've actually had this thing called e-glass, which you ever see in it. Pretty much they just took a webcam and put it behind a, a sheet of plexiglass that has LEDs around the around the rim and everything. So you can actually write out uh, like, you know, the grammar, or write out an equation and everything. And the camera is also uh, um, is already mirrored. So folks can actually read the equation as you would read it kind of thing. 
But, you know, that's all good and cool. That I've kind of, the more I, the more I watched it in action, the more I went, this is good for a how-to video. This is not really designed for, you know, and they were pitching it like, oh yeah, we're totally going to do this as, uh, you know, you can do this in class. And I'm like, the students aren't going to want to see it as, you know, you're literally like, you know, here, oh yeah, well, we're going about this and I'm going to show you grammatically how this works out. But like I said, it's, it's been a, it's definitely been a lessons learned thing. Um, so that being said, uh, we're kind of coming up to the, uh, the, uh, top of the hour here with this one. Um, Tim, just your final thoughts with everything, like, you know, for you, like, you know, as I say, if you if your school suddenly said, "Hey Tim, like the next you know semester or two, you're going to be doing online again," yeah. uh, will you grin and bear it? Will you uh, be like, "No, no, I gotta I, listen. I'm going to break into the animation studio if I need if I if I if I can. Uh, you know, I gotta I gotta get out." Um, or will you know you just be like, "You know what? I'm going to ritz up my office even further." I mean, I think what it comes down to it is, unfortunately. Uh, I'm probably now more comfortable doing things online, which I don't want that to be the case, but it, it is the case. Um, so if I had to, yeah, I could do it and I probably would be better at it. But as you know, I just, I feel like the one, the reason to take the job was to be around students and to interact with people and be creative, <laughs> with, you know, what, that was the reason. So it would bum me out. Um, and I would also just really, I would, I would fear for, how that will affect the students to have to do this again. If you're a college kid now and you've just spent an entire year uh, away from the actual part of college that's worth going to college, you know, I, I just, I feel bad that you have to keep doing that. I, I, I don't, it, I, I don't know if it's good, it, you know, going to college without getting to go to college. Uh, yeah. Seems like, a really big punishment. <laughs> and and that's the that, that's the thing I'm going to end with the, with it on this one is that um for us a lot of the times we put in this tech because we want the students to be on campus. We want them to actually bond with the place because otherwise they just kind of tend to look at it and go okay, cool. Uh I'm going to William Patterson right now. Um yeah, you know what? I noticed like uh and I'm not knocking any of these schools or anything, but there are schools that are a little bit more competitive as to, as far as tuition and everything else goes. And they go well, if I'm getting just charged online credits, like I, I can, I, can I just transfer my stuff here? Yeah. And you know, you, you hit the nail on the head though. It's the, it's the actual college experience because right. there, you know, listen, you can take all the theory courses you want, but unless you're actually actively interacting with folks and actually, you know, going through and, and doing the actual practicum part, it's, you know, a, once again, it's theory, but theory is only so good until you actually, you know, hit the road yeah. with it and everything. Agreed. So, yeah. yeah. Agreed. So, yeah. So that being said, um, folks, uh, as I say, sorry, uh, that's about all we have for uh, this time. Tim, where can the fine folks find you at? Uh, as I say, if you want, as I say, you don't, as I say, you don't have to put out whatever you don't want to put out, but you know. Uh, I'm on Twitter at Hacking Tim Seeley. I'm on Instagram at, at Tim Seeley. That's S E E L E Y. Uh, and, uh, I do lots of stuff, um, in the comic space. So if you ever drop into a comic book store, you can find me just about anywhere. Yeah. There you go. I'm Bill O'Donnell. You can happily find me usually, uh, haranguing this other, uh, individual on the other side of the, uh, podcast here. Uh, aside from that, you can also find me on LinkedIn. As always, this is EdTech, part of the AV Nation family of podcasts. As always, this is EdTech.